1: Well, good evening, everyone. I'm so glad that you joined me today. And this is going to be an interesting show. Um, I'm going to do my best to let you hear uh, from Pastor Joel Osteen and Pastor John Gray as they talk about uh, systemic racism and what should be the response of the white evangelical um, church it's very interesting i've had some technical challenges with my little macintosh and uh so i'm going to have to do this another way but i am taking callers um it has been quite a week just quite a week and i want to send out condolences to the family of george floyd Because this was a human being. This was a person. And to see another human put their foot, their knee, on a person, and the person is saying, I cannot breathe. I can't breathe and die right under this man's knee. The life went out of him. And that man had no regard. The other police, no proper response. I think there was one who said something at one point. But, um, and there have been protests, and let me define what a protest is. It is when people march down the street. I'm from Washington, so let me tell you, I know. Um, march down the street peacefully, okay, and orderly. And they have their signs, and guess what? Night it? This comes from being, They got a right. It's always somebody marching in D.C. about something, and they marched. But then there were rioters and looters. Uh, sometimes three blocks away from where these protesters are or were, and they they came by bus. They were from um, different organizations, like. Supremacists, I think the other one's AFTA, all people were so many people that were not there for the purpose mixed in that it's unbelievable. But, and of course, African Americans stood up to those people because they said, you know what, we're going to get the blame. We are going to be the ones that they blame when this is all said and done. Right? And that's exactly what happened. So today I want you to hear just a little bit of the comments, Gushing really, from Joel Osteen. From Joel Osteen. And I applaud him because and other because the white church unfortunately has been typically non responsive to this issue. Don't want to get involved. We'll go crazy over abortion, but we'll not get involved when it comes to these issues. And quite frankly, African Americans, we've had enough. We go to your churches, we pay tithes, we support you, we serve in different capacities in your church. But it's not enough just to let us be the old expression they used to use is token, token blacks, token blacks. So you can show us off and say, look, look, if one person told me uh, the church is diverse, but how many of those people are on your leadership team? How many of those people have any authority to really make decisions? How often have you, run programs or allow them to run programs that focus, guess what, on their celebrating their ethnicity. That's like Black History Month, how many times do people <laughs> at white churches do things to celebrate Black History Month, much like acknowledge it? But I want you to hear just a little bit of this, and I've had to rig this up in a different way than I really wanted to, because for some reason, we know the reason, the enemy just really fought me with this, trying to get this on. So I'm going to have to give it to you directly from YouTube.
2: So you. I hope, you will, be, you.
1: I hope you will be able to hear this and enjoy it. Okay, so here we go. And I'm going to take, I have two callers, Thank you, callers, for being on the line. I'm going to play a little bit of this and then I'm going to take calls and get comments and thoughts from my callers. So here we go.
3: Oh yes. I see the sunrise. I see hope of the sun. Because we believe A people of As one before
1: the king Because we
3: believe love. Present walls I say When the church starts playing We're At the sound of praise, it's true. Oh, 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 oh. Will we pray? Will we pray? Will we talk to God about? All about our trouble. Cause when we pray, something happens, something changes, something moves. When we pray, something happens, something changes, something moves. When we pray, if my people was all my name, we'll humble this step. we'll humble this step humble themselves. Oh, oh, oh. So Lord, let us turn from our wicked way. Seek your say We are turning from our wicked way. We're laying down you care for us because we
2: Great to have you with us today, and I'm with our good friend Pastor John Gray. John, we love you. Thanks for being a part of Lakewood for all these years.
4: Honor, pastor Well,
2: honored to have you. I can't think of a better person to have a conversation with today about all that's going on in the nation and the world. You know, John, it's extremely difficult times, and our heart breaks for what's happened to George Floyd and you know, a heart to go out to his family, and really not just him, John, but everybody that suffered under racism, right. that cruelty for many, many years, and, you know, I can't pretend to, that I feel what you feel. Long is wrong, and we want to mend our voice. You know this, but to stand with our black brothers and sisters and stand against injustice and, and the things that have been wrong and... Uh, you know, we really, John, we don't, I don't have the answers, but we're here to learn and, to, like I said, to seek understanding. What can we do better? And just maybe we can uh, gain some understanding. But the main thing is to know that, you know, we we, we grieve with what's happening. We, we love you. We care for you. We, uh, we're here to stand in unity. And that's what we've done for
4: 60 years here at Lakewood. But thanks for being a part. And maybe give us some insight. And uh, just uh, we love you so much. Well, it means the world, first of all, Pastor. Thank you. Uh, you couldn't possibly know uh, the power of this moment, um, not only, I believe, for the body of Christ, uh, but particularly for black people, uh, because there are so many people in the African-American community who love you, love your wife, who love the, the work of this church. They may know you from a television broadcast. I've had the honor and privilege of being in relationship with you for over 11 years now. And so uh, having seen your life, up front, up close, to know your heart uh, is one thing, but to have this moment for other people to kind of step into what I know and, and what I believe is a critical moment for leaders to get off the fence. What you said is key. This is not political, spiritual, and it is human. And uh, what happened to George Floyd uh, was a, a humanity issue And it shows what I believe is the callousness, the potential callousness of the human heart, the indifference, the lack of care for the most basic rudimentary understanding of human pain. And for you to not just be a global pastor, but the pastor of Lakewood Church in Houston, where George Floyd was from, Third Ward, it was critical for you to have a moment like this so that we can talk about the pain. Because the pain is not – the genesis of the pain is not George Floyd in Minneapolis for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. It's, It's not Breonna Taylor or Ahmaud Arbery. It's not Tamir Rice or Sandra Bland. And we could go on and on down the list of systemic injustice, um, this is hundreds of years old, and I think that the nation and the people who are listening today need to understand that this conversation is not two weeks old. This is not a news cycle. We're talking about from 1619 until right now, black and brown people have been in some form of chain, whether physical or financial or emotional or societal Uh in, in varying forms, from the first nine African shadow slaves that arrived on the shores of Jamestown in 1619 until right now, 244 years of legal slavery, which is why it's important that we talk about this uh, from the, the, the issue of justice, because justice is different from what is legal. Slavery was legal, but it wasn't just. And the Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament makes clear that God wants justice and mercy and equity. The very life of Jesus was shed, his blood was shed, to make us equal with him in heavenly places, that we would be uh, siblings, that we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. There's no more profound sacrifice than to lay down your life so that all of us would have equal access to God the Father. Uh, So when you think about the black experience in America, you you can't talk about it from the last two weeks or the last month. You have to take it from a macro level and realize that we were the only people group that are in this country that were not invited. So when you think about the African-American experience in this country, uh, it was in our documents that Africans or or black Americans were three-fifths of a human and that was, that was only for taxation purposes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because they thought we were that. We were still property. And so I have an aunt. Her name is Rose Lester. She lives uh, outside of Detroit, Michigan. She's 98 years young. And she still drives past her. And uh, her grandmother was owned by someone. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about the fact that we're not that far removed yeah, from a reality that no one really wants to talk about. But if you're going to talk about the pain and the eruption, and what I really believe is a revolution um, of this moment, you have to go to the genesis. And the genesis is uh, even after the Emancipation Proclamation, there was no economic base for black families to be able to build any level of wealth or sustainable financial Uh, remunerations for their family. And they wanted to be able to do that. We wanted to be able to vote. We wanted to be able to participate in this idea called a democracy, this representative republic. Uh, And every time that was attempted, there was something there to stop us, systemic injustice from the grandfather clause that hindered your ability to vote unless your grandfather voted. We know they couldn't vote because they were slaves, Uh, and then the Jim Crow laws. And then if you talk too loud, they just kill you, whether it's lynching or just disappear. And if you talk about equal rights, not special rights, I think that's really important. Um, It's not about special rights. It's about equal rights. I just want to be able to go to a restaurant, be treated like you. If I'm speeding and you are speeding and we're both stopped, we should both have the same level of confidence that we're both getting home. Uh, and 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 so there there are some people who say, I really don't understand all of the nuances to this moment. I'm a white person. I'm, I I don't see color the same way. I'm not racist. Um, I'll ask you a question. Have you ever felt nervous when you got pulled over? Did you feel like maybe I won't make it home? Yeah. No, I never have, John. I never never felt any of that. And so that's an important thing to acknowledge. It doesn't cross your mind. I'm me. Whatever that means, I feel like I'm a good person. I feel like I do good things. I fight to to build uh, bridges of understanding. I've lived my whole life that way. But a cop that pulls me over doesn't see that first. I know what he sees because I know what I've been conditioned over years to know, that I'm big, I'm black. If it's at night, you know, it's dark. I'm in a a car that might be a a newer model vehicle or something like that, a couple years old. There's all of these things, and i got to make sure I put my hands here. Don't say anything. You know, change your voice. Officer David, good to see you. You're doing well. Great. I I have to become something non-threatening because my presence has already been judged before I open my mouth. And that is the experience of many black people in this country. And it's time for us to stop running from the reality that the pain of generations uh, has led us to this moment. And people are saying, enough. I'm tired. I'm hurting. I'm wounded. And no one has acknowledged the pain. The power of us sitting in these chairs is that you're acknowledging the pain. It means more than you know, because the idea of God not seeing color is something that the church cannot subscribe to any longer. God created us diversely, then we must honor the humanity of all of God's creatures. I don't find it offensive to hear Black Lives Matter. And, and then, of course, there are people who will say all lives matter. That's like me saying my house matters. Then someone's saying all houses matter. Well, if my house is on fire, I know all houses matter, but I need help in my house. Because my house is hurting. My house is burning. It doesn't minimize the value of your house. It doesn't minimize the value of your humanity for me to say Black Lives Matter. What it's saying is they matter as well. They don't ma-
1: Okay, so a portion of it. I want to um, stop right there. Isn't that fantastic? Um, I just applaud Pastor Joe Osteen. Having the courage to step out and do this. I'm going to take callers now and get their thoughts and comments. I have two calls. I'm going to allow them both on the line and time. hello, 804. Hello, 434. Welcome to Inspire Radio. How are you? Can you hear four, me? This is 434, four, and I can hear you. Can you hear me? Great. Yes, 804, can you hear me? Yes Good If you've been listening and I think you have, I was watching Thank you so much for being here What are your thoughts On the issues Being discussed Of systemic racism um, The murder And I call it murder Because that's what it was Of George Floyd And so, so many others I'd like to hear, we'd like to hear from you. Who'd like to go first? 804, let's start with you. As I was listening to Joel Osteen uh, talking, and when he was sharing with us about race, that's John it was John Gray talking. It, I'm sorry. Pastor John Gray was talking. Pastor John Gray was talking. Talking to Joel. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he, well, go ahead. <laughs> forgive me for the Misinterpretation uh interpretation here. No well problem. I want to, what what I want to say is this race matters. Black lives yeah. matter. And I want to say that all lives matter because of the fact that when you are thinking inside your head, healthy, have the thoughts of humanity, anyone that has grace and mercy and compassion in their heart, they're not going to... Indirectly or mistakenly, take anyone's life. I feel that George floyd life should have been preserved, yes, yes, and I feel like something could have been done rather than policemen standing by uh doing whatever they were doing to him. I felt like something I feel like they could have prevented that situation from happening. But because this Definitely. goes all the way back to the sixteen hundreds mm-hmm.
4: this is not
1: this this just did not happen two thousand and twenty. I, I can take on my personal testimony and then I'm not gonna add any more to 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 that. We're talking about being prejudiced. We're talking about um hatefulness. We're talking about people being um, fearful, and sometimes people act out of fear. They don't always make the right judgment. They don't always make the right decision, all the way up to the White House. All right. Mm-hmm. My, personal, my personal life, I should not have to endure going to a doctor's office where they have the sign up on the wall on the left side it did not say black. It said colored. C O L O R E D, colored. And then on the white, and then on the other Tell side, it. it had it had W H I T E. It had white. When I went in Tell the it. office, I didn't, I I could not choose to say. When I go to either side, I had to go to where they designate a special place for me. You go and you see the doctor on that side. When I wanted to go to a restaurant, this is real. I had to sit on a stool and go through the back door because Mm -hmm. for whatever reason I said white people felt like black people were supposed to be treated like that. It felt like we were supposed to be separated. It felt like we was not good enough to sit down at the table. And eat with them, Amen. but at the same time, Amen. but at the same time, they trusted black men and women to work for them in their homes, but to some extent, there was depression and suppression, depressing, in other words, I'm gonna suppress you because I feel like you don't need to get ahead. I feel like you came here to serve our purpose, but I just want to leave it on the record books, which is already on the record books, and I want to nail it like this. When it comes to working, the black American people, the United States of America, they didn't do it by themselves. The white man did not do it by themselves. And I am saying that credibility now, I want to go back to where the mayor, I believe it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. The mayor of DC put the name Black Lives Matter Plaza. I believe that's what it is. That's right. Mm-hmm. That was done. That was done for a reason, and that was done for a purpose. It's overdue for Black people to be given an apology, not just in some instances, just like up in uh I believe it's Prince Edward County, where they did the black black uh, school children wrong. Oh yeah. they was not privileged. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. was not privileged to go to college. They were not privileged to go to college. They put an invisible foot on their head and said, "You are not going to go to college," because right. we say right. we say you're not going to go to college. But I'm just That's bringing right. in just a few instances. Where we, as a black race as a whole, have been treated very nasty. We have been That's treated right. very dirty, and I'm I'm a witness because I was one of those victims to be treated in an old kind of way, and I'm not ashamed to say, yes, I work in white people homes. Yes, they pay me. Yes, they trusted me. To work for them. But as far as sitting down at the table together, eating with their family and us eating together, it didn't ever happen. And for me, I don't think it would ever happen in a situation like that. But because I am a Christian, I do have white Christian uh, sisters and brothers in Christ, so I'm not pointing my fingers at them. I'm not pointing my Mm -hmm. fingers at anyone. I'm pointing my fingers at the discrimination and the segregation and all of the other things that have been done to black people. is overdue. This is our season. This is our time. God does not (laughs) leave anything unturned. Never, ever have he left anything unturned and not coming to a head. Whatever, Whatever we sow, we shall reap. Then That's it right. with nations, sure continents, and everywhere. So the bottom line, what is the solution? What is the solution to solve this racist problem? There is only one solution. Mm-hmm. is to love your neighbor as yourself and treat your it neighbor is. the way that you want it to be treated. And when you love your neighbor as yourself, You're going to give them a cup of water. You're going to help them. You're going to look out Mm -hmm. for them. You're not going to put your neck on their, you're not going to put your feet Mm -hmm. on their neck with them crying Mm -hmm. out to you. Don't suppress me. Don't oppress me. It's not going to happen. But when you put God in the picture, you can't fail. When, when when, the white churches and the black churches And all churches come together as one And love one another the way they're supposed to A lot of things can be curtailed Prayer will change a lot of things But right now We are actually going through a phase We are going through a time When the pandemic is out there But because people love And because people care That's the reason why the protest is just splurged all over the world it's not just in the United States people are just tired and I just want to say this right. about our young people I know for a fact our young people not my generation I grew up in a different generation the young people of today they're not going to tolerate they're not no, going they're to put not. up with the injustice and, 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 and saying that Oh, it's justifiable whatever the police department is doing. It's justifiable about uh, people just going and just hurting people and mm-hmm. robbing people and stealing from people and killing people. <laughs> They're not going to stand by and say, well, we tolerate this. We're going to put up with this. They're not. They're going to make you respect them, even if they speak up and speak out. But anyway, I just wanted to say I enjoyed the uh, the show, the talk. Top time. Thank you so much for your comments. I love the fact <clears throat> That you talked about Your personal Experience with Racism the colored and White I've seen colored and white Signs I'm, I'm younger so I Didn't get to go through that but I was spit on <laughs> At a school that had integrated here Um Because mm-hmm, I wanted to play with the little girls and One of them spit on me But it's okay because I had a mother that worked at the school and certainly was not going to tolerate that and what courage she had. You know, she called that white teacher and let her know, no more, (laughs) not at all. And uh, I remember sort of listening to her. So, yeah, it's been going on forever. 434, let's hear your comments, and then I'm going to play a little more of this interview. Actually, uh, my teacher, he called me Joy, and it's okay if you play more in the interviews. I and I I love listening to Dr. Gray because he was very articulate, and I like the way he explained in a dispassionate way the, oh, the history and what has gone on. To be honest, I am hopeful for a better tomorrow, but. I do realize after all these years and all the things that have gone on, because we've been through these things before, but time and time mm-hmm. again. Uh, I was looking at some paperwork from someone I met back in 19, the 1970s. We happened to be in a class together, and she happened to be a writer. And I was I was struck cause this week. I looked at it, and I almost threw it away. So why don't I check to see what she's doing now? And on her website, she was telling an account. Of going into the apartment of Fred Hampton, who was a black Panther, and after he had been shot along with a lot of other Panthers. And mm. uh, when they realized, when she looked at the evidence and asked a friend of hers, and she looked at the bullet holes, you know, what she was looking at him, all the blood, and she explained the situation, he said, Well, that was a shoot in, not a shoot out. She said, When mm-hmm. she realized, Shoot in would have meant that all these people Were murdered you know police had Murdered them and she said with all This Mm. evidence she said to herself At the time surely something Will take place something Will happen and nothing did And if we recount history Time and time again these Have been the words that we've said To ourselves this morning On one of the news programs I think it was They're recounting the Massacre black wall street massacre In Oklahoma and because there were so many people and because there was so widespread destruction, the people said to themselves, surely something will happen. And this is what happens every time. you know. Now we look at these things on a national level, and all of us, I think there's hardly a person who has an experience, had an experience, I've had my own on a more personal level. And while none of them have been as dramatic as what went on um, this past 13 days ago with um, Mr. Floyd They were just as They had an impact on my life I'll put it that way And the lives of my relatives And the people I knew Who experienced it Hate is an awful okay thing Hate is so ugly And that's unfortunate because here in Our country There is so much hate And today on um, Today on the news, they were talking about um, other countries and they were experiencing their feelings about all of this. And it turns out that it's not just us who experience all of this. It happens in other countries as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. People people of color have a hard way to go no matter where they are. I don't know what it is about us that makes other people fear us. And it has to be fear. I mean if you have if you have um something you don't fear or someone you don't fear, you don't hate them as much because you know you feel like you're, you you've had everything you need to be better or whatever people feel, but for some reason there's a, a an end hmm, a hatred that has been born in taught I don't know where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would hate to, and I don't want to, uh, not like the whole race of people. I just don't want to do that. Because to do that, well, they know better than what they're doing to us. So I, right. I want to I think that there are some good and decent people, but good and decent people need to speak up. That's, they need to speak up. You're going to be in a minority, and you're going to get struck down, and you might even lose your life for speaking up. But sometimes there comes a time when there's something more important, you know, the uh, what is the sins of omission. And it is an omission not to speak up, not to do the right thing, in even small ways when you have a chance to do it. And we do. We have small chances sometimes to say a word, um, In our private conversations, and people make remarks. That's the time to say that's not right. I don't agree. Instead of letting this thing fester and grow, I don't know where it will go. But I thought that John, uh, Dr. John Gray, I'll call him that. I think I guess he sounds like a doctor. I think that what he said about um, systematic, um, systemic, yeah, systemic Systemic, uh, racism. yeah, it's so It's so true I um, I keep, and this is just my own little Personal story, I keep A very small dividend check That comes each month to my family Because it comes From, I'll say it, comes from What used to be metropolitan life insurance company And it was something I found Out about long after he was dead Because I didn't even know about the policy And when they wrote It turned out that they were sending it Because for years the company charged black people more. Black people imagine black people who were making nothing and far less had to pay more just for a tiny little quality. Just because they were black. You know, so and it's a reminder to me. Now I'll tell you there are so many things I can't ever forget as far all one of this is a surprise to me. I can't ever forget because there are so many things that remind me. It might sound very old, but my oldest brother was born in 1936, and I have a little booklet. It's called um, Songs for Children. And on one side of it, there's one that mm. has all the white children playing little games and dancing, and it has a song that's called Dance of the Cutie Kids. And on the opposite side of the page, it has um, ten, a song called Ten Little Niggers, and it has... Um, mm black children with little bones in their noses, playing dice, dancing, doing mm. all the things that oh, the caricatures the characters of what we're supposed to have been. Now, maybe that wouldn't um, be so bad if that was 84 years ago and it was forgotten, but it's not forgotten because every generation is still teaching this stuff to their children. My sister got on a, a, a bus a year or so ago. With a very small child, Carly in school, and he said, "A black girl on No way, because he was going to a private school. No way. He was just amazed and thought this cannot be because he had been taught that this is not supposed to be. And when she jokingly said mm-hmm. to him, "It's just a child," she said, "When he was, he she said maybe I'll come to dinner at your house tonight." He says, "Oh no, my mother would not like that." So mm. this will be. This is still being taught And that's the sad part Mm -hmm. That people won't let this monster die They won't let this monster die And uh, it's bad enough to have it out there But then to teach it to children And then to I mean, and there's no Just when that When the man was kneeling on the guy's neck He showed no emotion Because he didn't feel emotional about it It's just a fact of life thing, you know hands in his pocket as if he was looking for change
0: for the parking unit Um, and uh, just nonchalantly and you have to think about the mentality of a lot of these people I'm sorry this is her husband talking
1: come closer to the phone please sir
0: we come in and we go to protest to protests or the rallies with poster boards or signs picket signs and you have a bunch of people carrying AK-47s to what's supposed mm. to be a peace rally. We we carry poster boards; they bring automatic weapons. <laughs> uh, mm. And it's, it's it's a sad thing, but it's the mentality, and it's just the, it's just the mentality that they are that they are raised in, that they are they're taught to fear us when they're the ones with the guns. <laughs> <They're> the
1: <ones laughs> and and don't want nothing to happen to that Second Amendment. So they can't have guns.
0: This Second Amendment right has nothing to do with uh, uh, with 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 whatever they're bringing their guns with their guns to this rally for. It could be because the woman was so upset because she couldn't buy chairs at Pier. What is it? The store? Pier, pier six? One. Pier one? Pier one? Because where am I going to buy my my chair? And they'll carry guns to to a protest because. They, to wear a mask, or they're going to carry a gun. Everything is an affront to their Second mm-hmm. Amendment right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But it, it's just—it just amazes me the the level that they're willing to that that a lot of people are willing to take it. And I hate to say it, it's 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 a lot of our it's a lot of our Caucasian brethren. Um, they will carry a weapon, and we carry poster boards. Um. <laughs> We, you know, uh, uh, we take a need to, to, to protest injustice and our responses is that we're disrespecting the flag. We're not, we're not disrespecting the flag. Hey, no
1: flag in I, sight. I'm ex-military
0: <laughs> myself. I'm ex-military myself. I served my country. But because, That's right. and I, 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 I served for your right to protest this. But a lot of people claiming we're disrespecting the flag. Never served.
3: Never That's served. Right.
0: That's absolutely. Yeah, right. Captain Bones Captain Bonesburg can't even give a proper salute. But he's supposed to be the <laughs> commander in chief. <laughs> so Oh uh, these and, and a lot of times they're, they're protesting, they're angry, they want to their first response is to bring out the to bring out bring out the N sixteen. And it could just be a kid selling lemonade on the corner. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's a lot of Inequities and a lot of disparity And a lot of it is, is, is privilege That they're under illusion That they have power that they never had <laughs> And when it all falls down to We're all in the same boat We're That's all right. broke <laughs> We're all broke Having our civil liberties disrupted Or just playing plain downright Ignored So it, it's, I, I hate to go off on a tangent, but when you look closely at society and 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 the viewpoints and the way a lot of I, I hate to say it, a lot of our Caucasian brothers and sisters have passed this mean, hateful, hateful ideology from generation to generation, mm-hmm. and that's just what. And then now they this is what you 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 produced. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. sorry, I didn't mean to get off yep. on his the tangent there. Okay. No, the no, no, you're, you're fine. Yeah. I, really, I really liked it when Dr. Gray said that a lot of things are legal, but certainly not just. Well, yeah, they were legal. Yeah. <laughs> it was legal, but it was legal to tell people that you're not a whole person. It was legal to exclude people from from uh, voting, and legal to do a lot of things, exclude them from housing, legal to keep them from working. It was legal to do a lot of things, but none of it was just. So I think until man's man's inhumanity to man never ceases to amaze me. I I have said, and I'll get off, is that if we all could somehow be blind for a day and not be able to see color, I know we'd find some other way to be disrespectful and mean to each other and to treat someone different. I know we'd find a way because that's just human nature but i I don't know i know I don't think this is again my opinion i don't I don't know that in this country in America, people will ever willingly give up um the mean spirits, but I think that the law could step in to make people at least not do certain things. If you know what I mean we can't only God can change the heart, only God can change the heart but it's like any institution, children in schools won't do some things unless they're made to do them. Um, you know a lot of people don't do think unless they're made to do them, but because it's right that they do them, they are made to do them. you know what kind of society we have if everybody I decided driving down the highway, I'll drive on the side I want to drive on I'll drive as fast as I want to drive on I don't uh, every car that's red I will run over it you know that's thats crazy. You have to have rules, and I think that if people's hearts cannot be changed, we need leadership that says, "Then you will do this because it is the right thing to do." Better preach. <laughs> no, no, but I just think that, and that's where we're lacking. Part of what we're lacking, now and I can't blame it all on the present administration because this has been going on since uh, since first lady books almost, you know. So, but where will it end? You know where we end. I have to say, it's gotten better. It's gotten better in some ways, and in some ways, um, the wolf has just put on sheep's clothing and continue <laughs> to devour the sheep, so to speak. Wow. <laughs> so, I, so I don't know. Yeah, it, it, mm. it's a it's a very tough thing. I think do I bear any personal responsibility? I think I do. Um, I. I I think that there are a couple of things that I can do, personally speaking. And someone has once said that when people are in marriage counseling, they are always told you cannot change the other person necessarily. What can you do to change the situation yourself? Well, one thing I can do is I can follow the admonition of that song they we were singing before they uh, started to speak. Mm-hmm. People, change is going to come. I mm-hmm. name shall humble themselves and pray. And seek my face And turn from their wicked ways Then will I heal mm-hmm. from heaven And forgive their sins And will heal their lands I think that even one person Really really pray Can make a difference And so I have decided I can really really pray For for this country For the leaders in this country For my neighbors For the people who are closest to me Hoping for changes there I personally can accept my responsibility as a citizen of the county that I live in and the town that I live in. I can go to meetings. I can express an opinion, even a dissenting opinion. I can be there when people decide to close doors and make decisions which affect a whole lot of people but are not right. I can do that. I can vote. These are things that I can do. I can write letters to editors, because I know how, and they'll publish them. You know, you can do, this is something I can do. There are a whole lot of things. Mm. I can teach each person that I come in contact with. Every child that I come in contact with, the most impersonal people in the world, and I can try to make an impression with that child. I can sow a seed. The Bible says I, one sows another one in the week. You know, one sows in the world God gives the increase. These are the increase. But eventually the seed will come to fruition. My generation, maybe not. Maybe way down the road. You know, but on the other hand, on the other hand, I could do a lot of things to sow more you know, discontent and more dissent and more evil. I already remember that, and I'm not going to talk, but I remember the county, Cullen, is that his name, poem? where he writes about having gone on a trip to Baltimore and trained as a little person, mm-hmm. and he was enjoying his trip. But all he remembered about that trip was that a little boy called him nigger, you know. Somebody called him nigger mm. and, and hurtful. So I can also do hurtful things. I, did, I could decide that I'm going to uh, uh, give back this, the same evil that I get every time I get it. Mm-hmm. I can stir up the scent, you yeah. know. I can create more hate, but I choose not to do that. And I think our people, and when I say oh. our people, I'm assuming that you're black. I'm assuming that your listeners are black, but I would say our people, black people, brown people, I think that the way we have never we've been in a position, I imagine, I, I hate to say it, but we were in a position to poison the whole race of people because we, we were servants. <laughs> we were in the household. We did the cooking. We did the cooking. <laughs> Doing the cooking and, you know, you, you did the mean a spirited person murdered the whole family, you know, and nobody would have known until the next day and, and just get rid of them one at a time. But that is not what we did. That is not what we did. Nope. I don't think that's what we'll do because that's not the nature of the people. So I think that I hope that all of these um, will not change the nature of black people. I hope, and I'm not saying that all black people are kind and good, just like I'm not saying all uh, evil white people are evil and bad. That's not true. But the majority in this country, and I'm going to have to say the majority because that's what seems to be ruling. And if, we, if I'm wrong, people who are listening, who might be clear, then you better speak up so that those who are in the majority, who seem to be in the majority, are not going to bring everybody of your race down with their actions. So, yeah, because we have always been determined to be, because we've always been told we have to be a credit to our race. And most yes. Of are in our own way. It is time now for some to be a credit to their race and stop this not. And so, that's just for me. I'm not going to say anything else. If you want to play more of the um, the broadcast, it was very enjoyable, and I will listen. I will. What I'm going to do? Thank you so much, you all, for those comments and truth-telling, uh, because there are still African Americans that have a plantation mentality. I experienced that this week. Um, and someone scolded not my not me but my friend on Facebook, and sent us both. I you know I'm going to find out why it sent it to me. Um, both a note that these people you know we got their ears now, and and we want to sit at the table even after all this is over. Somehow in her head she didn't even realize it that she has played that role of what they call the house nigger, who would come to the rest of us and try to tell us little things, you know, about how to approach Massa. But the day is far gone that we have to sugarcoat the truth, appease people, assimilate, and keep our mouths closed. Thank God that he had his hand on this whole matter and placed, let that incident occur in a time when it could be blasted all over social media, a time when video could actually capture it. And to be honest, people who have those racist tendencies in their heart couldn't say, well, uh, he must have done something. Um, next week we're going to get more into this. Our time is almost out, and I want to really thank everybody, because this discussion is going to go on throughout June. And I'm going to be bringing you the comments of different pastors. Pastor John Gray sat down with Pastor Steve Furtock. That's a whole your seat one. (laughs) Um, Bishop Jakes has spoken out. Tony Evans, so many people. Um, But let me close with this. I, too, when Joyce said something that brought it to my mind, by Langston Hughes, I, too, sing America, I am the darker brother. They send me, to the, send me to eat in the kitchen when company comes, but I laugh and eat well and grow strong. Tomorrow, I'll be at the table when company comes. Nobody will dare say to me, eat in the kitchen then. Besides, they will see how beautiful I am and be ashamed. I, too, am America. And with that, we're going to wrap up the show. And as I said, this is a series. It will continue over the next few weeks, maybe even into July. We're going to talk And we're going to bring You know this Information to you That we can discuss And I just am so Appreciative of the support And your thoughts And just love These are people That have enough age on them To have experience Like uh, the first caller said White and black Colored rather In terms of going to the doctor You know, I'm old enough to experience some, but they know. So God bless you.
3: Well, we thank you. And we'll
1: see you next week. Thank you.
2: plus.